0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, Tyler Shuck, Ben McCollum, Geraldo Rivera, Lubbock Cuisine, and Dueling Big 12 Banjos. Next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you again for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash on college. That's birddogs.com slash on college. And when you enter the promo code locked on college, they're throwing in a free. Custom Yeti style tumbler with every order at birddogs.com slash locked on college. He's the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again, doing it hump day style. And that means we are word associating on this Wednesday. Once again, got a list of things to run through here. And we're beginning on a football front here in West Texas with the Tyler. Shuck, a guy who I have seen, Chris, on some lists, I'm not surprised to see him on this offseason. And then other lists, I don't even see him mentioned, and I am surprised to not see him mentioned. So it seems like, you know, off offseason, preseason-wise, <laughs> man, his expectations uh, run in a wide range of either known or, I suppose, totally unknown. So what are you thinking? Where are you at when I give you Tyler Shuck?
1: Yeah, you know my uh, my my word here is going to be mixed uh, because I think that's that's exactly what you just uh, talked about. You know the 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 discussion about Tyler Shuck is, and and I think there's some context with this discussion. Like when you start talking about because what what got us you know thinking about Shuck lately, and in, in, in the terms of the conversation we're having now, was there was a there was a story done by The Athletic uh, that that ranked these quarterbacks in various tiers a- across the country. And I think they, I counted, they mentioned 31 quarterbacks <clears throat> and he wasn't, he wasn't listed. And they had five different tiers. Caleb Williams of USC was in the top tier all by himself. I have no issue with that. But you go to tier two, three, four, and five, and I think there was 31 names listed and You had, you know, just for for Texas Tech's uh, purposes, you had Bo Nix, the Oregon quarterback. He was on Tier 3. You had uh, Dylan Gabriel uh, of Oklahoma, who was Tier 4. You had Jalen Daniels of Kansas, who was also Tier 4. You had Quinn Ewers, uh, who was Tier 5 for Texas. Will Howard. Uh, for Kansas State, also tier five, and then Jackson Dart, who you who Tyler Shuck just beat in the bowl game uh, for Ole Miss, he was also tier five. And so it got me to you, you know I, I think uh, and, and then I see this this story. It's like it, it ranked who's the best quarterback, college quarterback in each state. And I saw some graphic, and it had it had the double T across the state of Texas because it was suggesting that. Shuck is the best quarterback in the state of Texas, you know, going into the season over yours, over Chandler Morris, uh, over uh, what Spencer at, uh, at, uh, or excuse me, Shapen at Baylor and on and on it goes. And and, UTSA has got a pretty good quarterback as well. So that, then I I just was like, this is just all over the place here, (laughs) Cowan. I mean, and and I think part of it is because maybe it's because he hasn't been named the starter yet. Maybe that's part of it. Like, how could we include a guy if we don't even know he's gonna, you know, be be the be the guy, you know, for sure. Um, and, and I and I so I I looked up I looked up numbers specifically for these Big Twelve guys for last year. We all know Shuck didn't play. But five and five games. And and he it's going to say he played in seven games. Uh, Two of those were just brief stints. He was nowhere near healthy. And maybe that hurts him, too. But, you know, in fairness to people that aren't including Shuck uh, and some of these lists, his his numbers are fairly modest. However, I do think it's fascinating to me that yours and, and even a guy like Will Howard has gotten so much praise because their numbers are, I don't know, somewhat modest as well. I mean, they're not just eye-popping or or anything like that. Gabriel's got the best – Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, he's easily the one that's got the best stat line from last year. And he missed, I think, one or two games was all. But, I mean, statistically, he was lights out. I just think people look at him and say – He's a bit undersized, you know. He, he you know, he, he he ran the ball quite a bit, but um, and and his team went six and seven. Uh, but uh, but I I you know, so Howard, Ewers, Daniels, and and Gabriel, these are the guys all consistently listed ahead of Shuck in, in like league conversations, and that's been fairly consistent. Uh, and, and their numbers are, are are better than than Shuck. But anyway, it's just been kind of interesting to see kind of where people fall on the quarterback list or the Shuck uh, opinions, because some people think he's an afterthought. Other people think he he could be a, a, an all-conference type of guy if he stays healthy all year. So uh, it, it runs the gamut.
0: Yeah, I'm going unproven uh, for Tyler Shuck, because I just still think at the end of the day, that's what he is, Chris. We have not seen a full season from this guy uh, ever in his college career. He, he's not given anyone – a full season as a starting quarterback for whatever reason, uh, where you saw him at the wheel for 12 games or 11 of 12 games or or something even close to that. Um, So I think as far as his ability to turn in an entirely complete season resume, it's completely unproven. And I get why that leaves him or keeps him off uh, of plenty of people's radars. I would also suggest to you that some of what we saw that was In my opinion, his best, Chris, was not last year uh, him necessarily lighting it up through the year. It was some of those days where he was being physical as a ball carrier, (laughs) where he was helping his team the most, Like where Tech's offense was really doing some things uh, that looked like they were uh, being successful, at least within the context of that game. Again, like Iowa State is an example. I know that game called for some different things, whether it was the opponent or the climate or whatever. Uh, that you weren't replicating every other week. But I also think there's some time um, or there's some some moments whenever you're getting into the preseason like spotlights and things like that where you think, all right, well, I'm going to find a quarterback. And it's not really to me um, you know, what he did to help his team win in every conceivable way. It's just within the area of passing statistics what this guy do because I'm just a simple uh, media guy. And these numbers are easy to read, so I know if they're big – except in the interception column, that means he had a good year. You know, there's some of that, too, because Tyler Shucks, like at the end of some of those days where he was really impactful as a quarterback, his statistics may have not been like all that glamorous just as a passer or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you, you touched on some of that right there. But I really think unproven is still a word that you can tie to Tyler Shuck just because we haven't seen the entirety of a season uh, with him at the will. But like we also talked about a couple of weeks ago, If you're a Texas Tech fan, if you were watching football in Lubbock last year, if you got to see Tyler Shuck when he was healthy, you've got to understand by now that he's obviously an above-average quarterback and a guy that probably could be on some all-conference short lists. But one of the last things you said there um, in your comment, and I hate it because we're this far down the track and still mentioning this appropriately, but still mentioning this, if he stays healthy we're still here in 2023, Chris, you know, saying, all right, well, if he can just stay healthy, then he can be a really effective quarterback. Well, part of being effective is staying healthy. So I think we do, and I think we've done this. I think we do have to give, um, you know, some slack to those who keep him off of those radars for reasons you and I have outlined, but we also can't deceive ourselves with what we've seen by virtue of the team that we were following and covering and watching uh, throughout the year. And at the end of it, that included a really effective Tyler Shuck, which all of this leads to me, Chris, to being very excited for his opportunity this year because I know that you know like I do, uh, he's, a mar- he's a very – well, he's married too, uh, very pleasant. Um, but he's a very motivated <laughs> individual. And so I, I'm anxious to see him take some of this, uh, some of these talking points around him as a football player, around his football profile, and maybe use that as motivation. Because if any, and he will – um, but yeah, we're still sitting here again talking about, all right, hope we can keep the guy healthy. And I think that's why you see sometimes a disconnect possibly, um, just as far as some of this off season spotlight stuff.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, it's important to note and and we've had these conversations too, but it's important to note too, Will Howard for all the praise that he's getting, he just played in seven games last year. That's how many Tyler Shuck True. played in now, granted. Well, Howard did orchestrate a win in the Big 12 title game. And so that that probably, you know. On his
0: back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we're all just creatures of uh, uh, emotion and like in the moment stuff, right? And that was a huge stage. And that dude did something like I've, I mean, I don't want to say I've never seen it, but that was like a singularly great individual performance. Not that's some of what we most recently remember, right? So. Yeah, we're we're creatures of that kind of thing, too. So I get it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You know, you you were 10 games, Jalen Daniels, nine games, you know, and all that. So nobody played rolled through the full season. So, you know, yes, people need to see uh, Shuck with a full season. That is very fair. What we all we all need and want to see that. I think the NFL folks uh, are really the ones that want to see that the most. Uh, but, uh, but it's just funny how some guys have kind of like, you know, that's not the same issue with them, even though they had some injury issues as well. But, um, and, and again, I go back to maybe it's because he's not even really been named the starter yet. You know, we don't even know if he will be, uh, the starter. I think that's the case. We, we know. not know uh, yeah, yeah, I know. think, yeah. Are you winking at me or you just got orange <laughs> juice in your eye? <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was pulp. It was pulp. pulp. Yeah, okay. Right. No problem. One and I hate pulp. I I buy the pulp-free orange juice religiously. I, You know, anytime you go somewhere and there's, like, freshly squeezed, I'm like, yeah, I'm out, man. I want the stuff straight out out of the the can or the
0: machine. It's got to be pulp-free orange juice, man. I can't stand the pulp. You got a strainer, buddy, because I despise pulp. (laughs) I'll leave this resort over pulp right now. I've left nicer places over pulp than this dump. All right, we're rolling on. And coming up next, we're making a hard left. Stepping away from football, we're headed to Hoop's. Grant McCaslin, still in the process of assembling his supporting staff. But some of what has been happening here recently, I think, at least as a Texas Tech fan, I like. But there's so much vagary involved, Chris, that I'm not sure what to like or not like at this point in time. So we'll get into some of that coming up next A Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs, the most versatile, best-looking, best-feeling shorts in the universe you're used to those stiff fabrics other short makers are throwing at you but that's not what you're getting with bird dogs you're getting cloud knit fabric which provides stretch without giving up fit and yes it feels as good as it sounds ah cloud knit fabric made from real organic cage-free clouds try them out today at birddogs.com locked on college anti-stink sweat wicking fabric keeping you cool dry all day long made for all occasions because they're the most versatile shorts known to man so check them out right now at birddogs.com locked on college and while you're there enter in the promo code locked on college for a free custom tumbler with every order you're not going to want to take your bird dogs off i promise you that you want that sculpted lower body look but you don't have room for a squat rack forget the weights get with bird dogs they're going to stretch and design to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you that sculpt you're looking for at birddogs.com locked on college that's birddogs.com Make it locked on Texas Tech a part of your day whenever, wherever, however you're doing it. We appreciate it. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. I'm trying to make a push to 4,000 YouTube subscribers by kickoff coming up September 2nd. So chopping that wood, making some headway, and we'll get there with your support. Appreciate all of you, everydayers out there on YouTube or anywhere you get podcast we are rolling on on this word association wednesday chris let's uh head over to hoops because Mm -hmm. this department uh while working in like secrecy cloak and dagger this department is still very busy right now still very active right now as far as what's happening uh under the surface of the water so to speak and this may be something that fans out there are gonna roll their eyes at when i say It again, just like the word health, we're still talking health with Tyler Shuck, Ben McCollum. Oh, we're still talking. (laughs) We are still talking Ben McCollum. Chris Level has told us before, you will continue to hear his name until you don't, (laughs) until he is eliminated from this process. But got to say, Chris, I I don't know. It seems like there's maybe even some, some fresh smoke surrounding one Ben McCollum. So where are you at when I give you the name Ben McCollum?
1: Yeah, so my word here is mystery, because <laughs> because I, I I you know you said it, his name has been associated with this staff or these conversations really since the the search began after Grant McCaslin was was hired, and that none of that has ever changed. I think there's been times when it looked imminent. There's been times where it looked like, man, I guess he's you know he's not going to do this, but. I, I would tell you that, you know, in the last week um, and, and some of this is in the last, you know, day or so. I've had people like swear to me he was offered the associate head coach's job. And then the other people will tell you, oh, he's he's still coming. He's just going to be like in an off off the court role, like m- maybe in one of those fourth and fifth assistant type roles, which they the NCAA is kind of changing the rules on, which means they can get on the floor and coach. They can recruit. They just can't leave campus and recruit. That's really the. the they're an assistant coach, but they just they're they're just the, one of the only three guys can be designated with hey getting on the road and going to recruit and and, and all that. So, um, and and they and and so those two roles have been strongly mentioned to me. What's the holdup? I ask. What's the holdup? Like what 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 is everybody waiting on? Well, you know, he just uh, not not real sure about wanting to not be a head coach anymore, you know, kind of thing, which I've heard before repeatedly. And again, I I I would just say too that he's a Division two head coach, and I think I think you have to to understand that that's not like and, and as far as coaching scales, no disrespect here, but this isn't some you're not leaving some glamorous necessarily deal. This is a, you know, these jobs or I always use the Midwestern state example because it's, it's fairly local. It's Wichita Falls and that's a division two head coaching job as well. And so it's not like you can't get one of those if you come here and, and it doesn't, you don't like it or whatever. But some, some people just like being in charge. They want to be in control of their own schedule. But what what has led me to kind of believe that he is heavily leaning toward coming here is there's been multiple conversations with people, I think about his kids playing at various high schools here in town, uh, and I think those conversations have been on ongoing and and, and intermittent uh, and, and things like that. So. Uh, but it, it it does remain a mystery. Is he coming? Is he not coming? And and if so, what role is he, you know will he fill? Because it's anything from Grant McCaslin's right hand man and associate head coach, and you got the big fancy title and probably the salary that comes with it. Or you you you're you know maybe hey you, you're you're an analyst, you're a coach, you, you're you're an X's and O's guy that doesn't have to travel around and go recruit. I mean everything in between. But again, I will not stop mentioning his name until coach McCaslin says hello folks this is our staff <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> it's like say his name
1: yeah like big text hello we're
0: gonna be protesting what? outside the arena at yeah. some point say yeah. his name yeah. Ben so
1: that's so that's my that's my uh
0: my you know pitch on uh, okay uh, so on your ben word ben. was mystery I like yes. that but it does sound like Uh, a shred of clarity offered there because you touched on something I wanted to ask you about because I'd heard this as well and I heard it in a hilarious way. The high school basketball thing. Uh, Has he visited Lubbock? Is he putting out feelers? Like where where should my kids enroll? I shouldn't say high school basketball, but just high school sports in general, I guess. Uh, That that area. Because I had someone very plugged into the high school basketball scene in the LBK, Chris, come to me and ask me, has Ben McCollum been in Lubbock is he putting out feelers for yada yada? What I just said, I said I don't know. He said he has. <laughs> he, he gives me an answer. <laughs>
1: yeah, he 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 had. I I do believe that he has been in Lubbock. Yes, I think more than one occasion.
0: I I don't know. uh, I don't know exactly what to make of it at this point, but it does seem like fresh smoke is there. It hasn't gotten less likely to happen as we sit here today. So, stay tuned is all I can tell you. But. Uh, I was gonna go with multiple words here and say Al Capone's vault. Let's hope it's not one of those situations. Is there oh, even a Ben McCollum Heraldo out? Geraldo Rivera. That's right. Maybe I should have said Geraldo.
1: I mean, what was it? Was that like a two-hour special? And I watched this. There, there's like a Calvin, there's like a 30, uh, did for you 30 really? ty- Yeah, there's like a 30 for 30 type documentary about the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's this, this buildup. It, it's this vault that they found of Al Capone. It's in downtown Chicago, and Heraldo Rivera's career never recovered after he was kind of the the front man of that vault. And they dig into this deal, and ain't nothing there. there there's no there's no Syphilis dead bodies. Medication. Yeah, this isn't no, exciting. <laughs> yeah, there's no dead bodies. There, there's no, there's no dude in there with concrete shoes. There was no uh, money, no gold there's bars, no, no nothing. Yeah,
0: nothing, man. It was just a. a let's no. hope, let's hope this is not that situation, right? Okay, so <laughs> I'm hoping it's not that, but I'm getting a Capone, Capone's vault kind of feel right now. But uh, yeah, I, I think maybe there are some, some. Uh, uh, there's a feeling in the wind uh, here in the 806. Recently, again, fresh smoke is out there. <laughs> Taste it. Tastes good. All right. Still intriguing, but the mystery is still swirling. So don't go anywhere. Stay here to Locked On Texas Tech for the latest on that evolving uh, for months and months and months situation. (laughs) When it comes to Mm a conclusion, we got you back to discuss it right here on Locked On Texas Tech. We're back for one more round coming up ahead. I thought there was going to be talk of food, so I included one of these deliberately, but also... Some dueling Big 12 banjos. These guys support this. No, they don't. We're recapping a 24-hour period unlike, well, basically like the rest of them uh, over the last year for the Big 12 Conference. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming to you from west of the 100th meridian where it's really going Down another great day in the great state, always a great one when we get to be with you. So, thanks for being out there. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far, so you never miss an episode. Back for one more round before we are out today. And, uh, Chris, let's start with I don't know a big 12 conversation. How about it? Dueling banjos over the last 24 48 hours or so via a couple of different media outlets. It kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about. Uh, what was that on Monday? I think a big 12 decoupling, possibly. Basketball-specific revenue rights, basketball-specific conference membership, or not. UConn, Gonzaga, et cetera. You guys are probably familiar with the conversation by now, but was uh, fairly interesting to see. And I know they weren't talking about exactly the same people, but uh, between, what was it? I think Stuart Mandel and Brett McMurphy. I know McMurphy was one. I think Mandel was the other Uh, That was saying basically either Brett Yormark is going rogue on some of this basketball only inclusion or no, he does have support. There was a little like sidebar of, well, it's ADs possibly who support it, but coaches don't or vice versa. But I tell you, I was left spinning. And if I could lead it off, that's the word I would use spinning after Brett Yormark and the Big 12 conference are reported on in a couple of different ways uh, yesterday.
1: (laughs) I, I can't speak uh, about Brett McMurphy. Uh, I know Brett does a great job. Used to have him on when we were doing radio shows all the time. Um, but, but I will tell you that Dennis Dodds is – anytime you see him reporting anything that has to do with the Big 12 or you know citing sources or whatever – I mean, I, 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 I can just tell you that when I was at the Big 12 tournament, and I think I told you this at the time, but when I was at the Big 12 tournament, Dennis Dodds and Brett Yormark, they stood next to each other and they talked a long time um, for 30 minutes to an hour. And that's when some of the this conversation was still kind of in its infancy but I just know that there's an open dialogue between those two guys. So anytime Dennis Dodd says anything, I mean, a lot of times I just kind of like, well, I mean, he he got that straight from Brett. Now it may not be right. directly attributed to uh, your mark, but um, yeah, it, it it sounds like what we've got here is you, you know, because the, yeah, there there was. Um, in in one report it, it was listed both ways it was like gonzaga is, is basketball only and then gonzaga with the their minor sports coming along there's a UConn report that like the coach you know the coaches support it um and it it was made very clear in the last 24 hours hey we want UConn in all of its sports and and then, and then there's a lot of uh discussion about Money and what this is worth, and how how this is phased in, because this is where it gets tricky. Because see, it, it, if it's Colorado, Arizona, the, those options we talked about, if they were to join the Big Twelve, this is th- 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 these are easy to figure out because the TV folks have said if they're if you add somebody that comes from a Power Five league, they get a full share. You know, like we'll we'll, we'll increase your 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 TV deal. There's nothing in there really about th- th- this. Outside the box kind of addition, and that's where they have to figure it out. Do they, you know, and and is it is it just basketball only? Is it all sports? Uh, do, do the each member institution need to kind of help fund an addition here by by you know, hey, we'll give everybody gives a little bit, and then we, we can add. We're, we're we're trying to to build long term relevancy here, so if this is important uh, to add. You know, they've got the $100 million that's sitting there in, in some form or fashion from Oklahoma and Texas departing uh, a year early. Whether that's, you know, money that's just withheld and, and the Big 12 is holding on to it or whether you don't even have it yet. But that, that factors in here at some level as well. Uh, but it, it's pretty fascinating. Bottom line, though, is my, uh, my word about Brett Yormark, which is kind of what started this conversation. I'm going to say right now, and maybe I'm overstating it, but I'm going to say best because I think he's the best commissioner in the country right now he has maybe in in some ways the one of if not the toughest job or he did when he took it over I just think that it's easy to see where your league is the third best or in the third best shape or or whatever and and, and so much of this has happened in, in in the year plus that he kind of has been, you know, under center, if you will, uh, because he's done a lot. He's done everything he said he would do. His moves have, have been on point to this point. Uh, and I think that we, we hear the ACC grumbling. We know the Pac-12 is is a mess, uh, at least the, the way it's perceived. And I think most people would agree with that. But, I mean, I'm not so sure that the Big Ten just got a brand-new commissioner. Greg Sankey is just like – he's just kind of sitting there and, and and hey, yeah, if y'all just want to do an eight-game schedule, that's fine. I, I, I really don't care. It, again, soft. But I, I think uh, I think your mark, man, I mean, he may be the best commissioner out there right now.
0: Yeah, Sankey, you know, he's kind of like whoever Texas's head coach is. Uh, you're going to have to go above and beyond to prove anything because you're just driving a Ferrari. So good on you to yeah. keep it in the middle of the road, I guess, and don't screw anything up. Um, Big Ten, I don't even know who their commissioner is. Kevin Warren was a disaster. He proved himself to be an embarrassment during COVID uh, with the decisions or lack thereof or feeding into some of the fear and ignorance that was so pervasive at that time. And then he gets a job with the Bears and the Big Ten finds out in his departing wake. uh, He was giving away TV content that... He didn't even have the right to give away. We don't want to play night games. By the way, how soft did we find out the Big Ten was? They don't typically play night games after like November 1st. I didn't even know that was like a rule for them. Everybody's got their rule. SEC, don't let the Aggies play anybody interesting in a bowl game ever. And uh, the Big Ten, we don't play night games after November 1st. I didn't know everybody had these dainty little like uh, bowling alley uh, gutter barriers or whatever they put on their seasons. I know there were some, but not that many. But I I think I'd have to agree with you in some ways, although I do hesitate because we're so early on, Chris, and my fear is that you go so wild with new crazy ideas that you muck up the original good idea, which was having a competitive conference that people cared about, primarily the people that support those institutions within it, which is why you're in a better standing than the Pac-12 conference, period. It's because somebody or more people care in Manhattan, Kansas than in Berkeley. Period. That is why I think the edge is still there, there, whether it's television rating numbers, um, you know, uh, turnstile numbers, whatever you want to look at. The reason why the Big 12 is in better standing, even after losing two historical blue bloods than the Pac-12 conference after losing one, is because you care more for whatever reason. I don't know if they're just bored in Kansas and Texas. They're not bored in California or Washington or whatever. and, And I don't care. But there's a reason why. But I hope that Brett Yormark doesn't run so wild with new ideas and we're not tightening the belt, we're getting a bigger belt and we're expanding and we're – I obviously that could be to your detriment. So I just hope he knows when to tap that break and maybe really make sure you're consolidating the value of what you already have as opposed uh, to really feeling like you've got to go do some wild things to create new value. That does not – I said wild purposefully there because that does not include the obvious answers of adding – Power Five options, adding four corner schools or like a pissed off ACC school; those are not wild ideas. That's an obvious idea. But like basketball only inclusion, and hey, we're gonna go try and scoop up all these basketball uh, programs and be the the even best best basketball conference because you're already number one. I'm into some of it, but I'm cautiously into some of it. So I hope that Brett yourmark is in those same shoes. I would guess he probably is, but I wouldn't disagree with your best assessment okay there was talk of food in our pre-show meeting if we were to uh, bring up once again a recruiting weekend for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders and I was down for that really on either front because both are celebratory occasions right now Joey Maguire's recruiting efforts or food in the LBK so w- which way are we going here as we put this cherry on top of this episode Chris with a recruiting weekend thought so
1: uh, I've seen some of these itineraries before, um, you know, when they put these recruiting weekends together. And again, every coach has a different take on it, uh, a different idea of how we want to occupy a prospect and their family's time and all that. Uh, but I- I'll-, I'll break our own rules here. But Taste of Lubbock is, is kind of the what, what I'm going to give you here. <laughs> It's because boring. because th- this is actually something that they that they do and use as a selling pitch. And I, I really don't know much past this, but I think, so look, one well, of the primary restaurants that they take these guys to almost every recruiting weekend, they will take them out to Evie Mays, the actual restaurant out in Wolfworth, and it's, I mean beef ribs, prime rib. I mean brisket. I mean a, a, ribs. A, a, everything you 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 think. I mean it, it's just like yeah, you're 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 cooking with gas at that point. You you are in good mm-hmm. shape. All the desserts. I mean all the. I mean I don't know if they rent out the place or whatever, but so those guys get to experience that. Uh, I think uh, you know Las Brisas is, is one of the steakhouses they go to. But but here's the here's the one intriguing thing that they do. At some point on, on one of the long days, if they were to come in, say on a Friday, and then they would leave on a Sunday around lunchtime, Saturday would be the full day that they were here. At some point on those Saturdays, they do what's called a taste of Lubbock. And I think this is, uh, I, I love your, your you know, kind of for you to weigh in here as well. But I, I think, and, and so what this is, is, Here's some of the, the, the traditional Lubbock cuisine that, you know, we're famous for or, <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. like I, I, I've, I've heard rumors of like, you know, Spanky's fried cheese. I've heard rumors of hmm. the one guy calzone, um, hmm. you know, one guy from Italy. I mean, like, do you have anything else to, you know, and the, well, I are, just
0: yeah, local it, fare. It, it sounds like they're already celebrating being a friend of the beef industry with the first two <laughs> answers you gave. So I'm just glad for that. I think, uh, yeah, 16-ounce, 24-ounce, T-bone, porterhouse, ribeye. I mean, are we talking offensive lineman? we talking little inside slot receiver? I don't know. But uh, if you're a friend of the beef industry, you're a friend of mine. I just love that we got to use the term today, and I don't know if I've ever heard this in my 38 years of life. Lubbock cuisine. So Thank you <laughs> well, for bringing that to my life. Hey,
1: dirt, Dirk's uh, steak fingers, I think, are a part of uh, the, the <laughs> there Tesla, or I I've heard. Um, you know, and or maybe the, the chicken fingers too. So, anyways, I, I it's fascinating. I think it's great. It's like, hey, man, boys, you you want to come to school here? And here's why. Here's some fried cheese. Here's your calzone. I mean, you know, there's a George uh, Costanza and uh, uh, a Mr. Steinbrenner like you know <laughs> st- story story to be had there. Right. Uh, but you know, the Dirk steak finger. I mean, I I, I, you know, I just think it's uh, it's very smart uh, marketing. It's very smart to sell your city. And there's no better way than to tap into a kid's, uh, you know, mindset than food. You know, quickest good, way to a man's heart, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, doesn't no matter how right. old the man is, the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So uh, good on you, Joey McGuire. Okay, my word for that, yes. <laughs> Where are we going? We got a couple hours till high noon, and I'm happy to meet you anywhere, Chris. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, appreciate you guys for joining us for another round here. on locked on Texas Tech. We're back for another coming up on the other side. So be there on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts to make us your first listen. Enjoyed it, Chris. Thanks for the time as always, man. Yeah, man, we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Keep
1: Hope alive and enjoy some Lubbock cuisine if you're out there out and about today. And you're in That's the right. 806. Maybe you're listening to us from the Metroplex or who knows where. But uh, yeah, if you're in the 806, man,
0: enjoy you some Lubbock cuisine. That's right. That's right. Get on out there today and find out what they got to offer. <laughs> North, south, east, west. I don't know. Hit a county road somewhere. You never know what you're going to find uh, running up and down these roads in the 806. I encourage that wholeheartedly. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Again, subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And We'll be back tomorrow. See you for the next round I'm Locked on Texas Tech.